the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there. It is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. You're watching Facebook Live, YouTube Live, listening to the radio. The good doctor is in, Dr. Gary Lane. There he is. Doc, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys today? So glad to be with you, and it's a privilege and an honor to speak with you. Dr. Gary Lane, the doctor of love, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You heard of Dr. Johnny Fever. This is Dr. Gary Lane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about, I don't, where did this doctor of love thing come about? Maybe relationship doctor? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, love love relationships. Yeah. 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 What we could do for a nominal fee is Dan could uh, announce you uh, when you go into council. Yeah, uh, as the love go. doctor. Here he is. Go ahead, doctor. Here he is, the love doctor, Dr. Gary Lane. Yeah, yeah. And then I can walk out onto the stage and stand yeah. on the X where the camera has me and yes. read my monologue. Yes. You know? There you go. There you go. I mean, it's almost like, I mean, you think about it. What, Pat Sajak has the same guy that's been yeah. doing it forever. Yeah. Uh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy's uh, got Johnny. Does it Johnny? Uh, Johnny, Jimmy, Johnny, Bob, Jimmy, something, Johnny, something. something yeah, like they that. all have somebody, you know, it's like, uh, it's like you two. I don't know who's who in your, in your group, but you two are awesome. Oh, uh, thanks. Aww. All right. Before we get down to business, cause we're going to talk about emotional anger. Do you care? Tom Brady retires. Do you care? Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I read that twice. He did. And then he did. And then he yeah. did. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, good for him. I think it keeps his averages high. He went to like, uh, you know, 22 seasons. He went to 10 Super Bowls and won a, eight of them or seven or I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The guy's ridiculous. So it keeps his average up. So he needs to, he needs to learn how to do something else besides quarterback. And I think yeah. it's time. I think the AFC championship game sort of showed that you saw two young guys, who were just running around like, you know, just all over the place trying to make the play. And then, you know, here's Tom. He stands in the pocket. And if you look like you're going to touch him, he falls down. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I think he saw the the writing on the hand, uh, the handwriting on the wall. Yeah. As yeah. Daniel would say. Yeah. So, no, it's a good thing. I, I'm glad for him. And, and that'll give teams a chance to have another great quarterback. And his wife will be happy to have him back home, which, you know, everybody's upset. Yeah, with probably wife. not. But <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, now they'll have to hang out together all year long. Yeah, yeah, true. It'd be interesting, though. A little time at home. I mean, wasn't it Brett Favre that went back in, retired, and then went back in? Yeah, but he was a little bit younger still and scrambled a lot more than he than Tom Brady does. Tom Brady has to have a certain kind of offensive line that's really yeah. solid. Yeah. And he needs good, you know, guys that get open. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good for him to retire. I don't think he'll be back as a as a quarterback in football, but I don't think he'll go far from football either. Yeah, I'm, I imagine he'll be an announcer or something. Oh, yeah. He's got that announcer look to him. So, yeah, he'll be yeah, in the yeah. booth somewhere. All right. Well, TV let's commercials. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Like, uh, let's see. Shaq is on everything, by the way. I don't Shaq know. Shaq is on everything. There's nothing that Shaq won't talk about. I mean, he, he's exactly. offered to, to endorse us. So, yeah, that tells you anything. <laughs> I'm sure for a small fee he would. 
I'm <laughs> sure a small fee. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A small fee. Yeah. Dr. Gary Lane, we're going to talk about uh, emotional uh, anger. I can't remember the last time we talked to you. Have you you've been uh, pretty much around uh, Metro Atlanta? You haven't been traveling, have you? Yeah, no. I think the last the last trip I did was some vacationing over the over the holidays, and then uh, uh, so it's for early February. So happy Groundhog's Day! Did I say that already? Or yeah, happy Groundhog's Day! Did yeah. I say that already? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I see what you uh, did. One there. of my favorite all time all time favorite movies, <laughs> yeah. Groundhog Day. Mm. So um, no, I've been staying in town. I've been speaking at Sandy Springs Community Church for the last okay. two Sundays. I started a new a, a series for them. I got two last two uh, weeks, and then I've got two more weeks at the end of February. I'm calling it fake news, so I thought that would be a good a good topic. And we talk about the uh, idea of, you know, what's really true in our lives and what's fake, and how the Bible answers the truth question for us and what that does for us. So um, it's been good. They've really enjoyed it so far. Put them out on my YouTube channel. So if you want to go listen to my uh, 35 minute sermons on uh, on uh, fake news. Mm-hmm. Be more than more than love to have you come and hear that. So, yeah, I've been in town, but you haven't been doing any uh, overseas traveling. I, I know you go overseas a lot, but uh, haven't done that lately. Yeah, no, not yet. It's it's um, I've got an, two invitations right now. I'm just well, actually, I have three invitations. Praying through those. One is for South Korea to teach there. Another is to go to a, a couple of countries in Africa, and then the third one is to go uh, to. The Greek islands, which I probably will be able to accomplish that. The Greek islands want me to come. There's some missionaries there that want me to come and do some uh, trauma counseling for the Syrian and Afghan refugees who all live in tents and camps uh, on the Greek islands. So Hmm. looking at that sometime this year. That would be cool. Now, how how are you going to prep for that? Would you prep for that any differently than you have things in the past? Or are you... Are you digging? Are you what are you doing? Well, a, a little bit different, only because of the fact. That first off, I'll have to use a translator, so that'll be hard. Um, I have some training in PTSD, so post traumatic stress is what they're all experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're dealing with grief. They've lost their homeland. They've lost their homes. They've lost their livelihood. They've lost their you know their country literally. Yeah. Uh, and so they've been they've been taken out. So there's grief that needs to happen. Grief counseling needs to happen as well as some PTSD uh, counseling. And that would be more as to help them disassociate from it, uh, which is, you know, high-tech stuff. But mm-hmm. then but then there are actually, this is really kind of cool, there's actually an Afghan Christian church in on one of the islands there in Greece. And so I'm going to wow. be going, they'll be my sponsor. So that's exciting. Yeah, very cool. No doubt in that mixed bag, there's anger in there, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, anger seems to be the thing. We see it on TV all the time. Everybody's angry. Every little soundbite you hear from everybody's anger, anger, anger. They're angry about this and upset about that. And, of course, Christians never get angry. We get no, frustrated. we're always happy. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. We get frustrated. That, that's our word. <laughs> that keeps us from being angry. Yeah. Um, but the problem with anger is pent-up anger, there's a couple of things happen. One is we get depressed. Uh, there's an old, old saying that anger or, or depression is anger that's been turned inward or it's anger that's been kept inside. And if you let anger sort of hang around long enough, we become bitter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's not a good place to live our lives. And, you know, we, then everything upsets us. Uh, 
you know, they put too much cream in my coffee. Uh, you know, these eggs aren't hot enough. There's not enough French fries in my, in my box. You know, we get angry about all so many little things. Right. So anger is something we're really dealing with. It comes from this frustration or being blocked from something happening in our life that we think should be happening. And so we get angry. Yeah. Uh, we don't like our situation. We get angry. Um, so anger in itself is not a is not a bad thing. It's a it's an emotion that lets me know something is coming against me. So even the Bible says, "Be angry and and don't sin." Right. So the question becomes, how do I how do I be angry? I'm upset about something that's happened, but how do I how do I get past that and not lash out? Not you know, James talks about it that uh, that you keep your bridle your tongue. You you don't want to. You don't want to say something in anger that you'll regret. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to take words back that I've said. Yeah. So it, it tends to be a really interesting topic to, to think about, to study, to see what the Bible says about it, and then talk to couples and individuals about their level of anger. And it seems to be rising now, in the, in the, at least in the United States. Yeah, I was about to say, especially in our society now, it, bridling the tongue is not practiced whatsoever, especially with social media where you can say things without actually speaking them. And yeah. and there's just a lot of anger out there. Every time I read the news, read social media, there's a lot of anger. People canceling and, and angry and upset and lashing out. It's 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 kind of scary. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's bleeding into the Christian community. Uh, you know, I, I remember when the COVID shutdown thing happened, uh, some Christian churches stayed open and Christians were angry with them. Right. Some churches closed down and people were angry with them. It's like <laughs> poor pastors. They're kind of stuck. <laughs> Everybody gets angry. And so for, for the individual really to sort of calm down uh, is to learn that anger means something is going on in my heart, something that's going into my life that's bothering me it's stirring up something in me that's already there that i'm that i'm it's it's attacking Mm -hmm. and so god can use that if we're willing to look at our anger and say why am i angry what is this what is this uh doing on the inside of me we tend to externalize it like we we say like you know if my spouse wouldn't do this thing then i wouldn't get angry and and we blame or if the if they would just do their job right, then I wouldn't be angry. Well, those are those are looking to external circumstances. But really, what we need to do is we need to look at what's going on in our own heart. Um, I tell counselors all the time; they're like, "This makes me so angry," and it's like, "Why does it make you angry?" It's like because they're so dumb. And I said, "Well, I, I agree that they're dumb, but it doesn't make me angry that they're dumb. <laughs> Why does it make you angry that they're dumb?" Right. And Good see, question. they've never looked at it that way. And that's yeah. what we have to do. It's yeah. like, why does this behavior or this circumstance or this external thing make me angry? And God will show you if you listen to him or look to him or even ask him. But yeah. so many times we just go like, this needs to get fixed and then I won't be angry. And that and that's not the answer. That's not even close to the solution. That's why he's a doctor and we're yeah. not because he's smart, Dr. Gary Lane. It's all in the Bible, I promise. Yes, yes. Dr. Gary Lane with us, and we're talking about emotional anger. Anger. Now, you mentioned you mentioned anger and bitterness, and uh, the Bible says, and I think I've said this before, uh, where the root of bitterness that defiles many people. So 
uh, just kind of talk about recognizing the fact that, and you did really uh, a little bit there as far as, you know, am I bitter about something? Okay. So let I, I've recognized I'm bitter about this. Every time I think about it or talk about it, uh, my, my blood pressure goes high and I, you know, tend to say things that I, I don't want to say, but I say them anyway. How do I reverse that? Uh, obviously it's not overnight, but how does someone, uh, uh, reverse that. And it could be, uh, you know, like you said, that guy's just dumb, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it also can carry on into relationships as well. So talk about those two things. It, it's, it's a releasing of the, the right to be right. How's that for a great hmm. thought? Uh, in other words, I, who's the only one that drives the right speed on the freeway? I am. If you're driving faster than me, no, you're I crazy. Am. If you're driving slower than me, you're stupid. You're right. speaking my language, Gary. <laughs> I mean, we live in Atlanta, right? We have to drive on 285. And people cannot drive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't get me started. I'm bitter about this, Gary. We need to talk. That's and, why and so, That's why I brought you on the show, Gary. You've got to talk to Dan. Dan has issues. I'm you were good. listening in I'm my car fine. as I was driving down 285 yesterday, weren't you? Yes, yes. I'm okay. I'm perfect. It's Dan that has the problem. Exactly. Uh, and that's what happens to us. We believe the other person has wronged us in some way. Yeah. And so their stupidity has wronged me. Their, their, their anger towards me has violated me in some way. They use all kinds of, you know, terms. And so we get upset and we take everything personally. And if I'm taking something personally, then it means it's affecting something in my heart. Hmm. So what I tell people to do is to write them down. Write down the things that make you angry. Maybe you're not angry right now, but in your calmness, what does make you angry? Well, when my spouse, you know, does the wrong thing with the toilet seat, when uh, when they put the, the dishes in the dishwasher the wrong way, if they would just, you know, close the garage door when I ask them to, or I get angry with the kids because they don't take out the trash when I tell them to take it. Whatever it is. Rick's laughing right? because you're you're saying all the things that he's been dealing with. These are all the things I've written down. <laughs> I've got, got a book pages here. Pages. All right. So what you do is when you write them down, then what happens is you say, okay, God, what's what's being blocked? And that's that's the best way I can say it. What's being blocked in me when they perform a certain way? So when they don't do the, they don't load the dishwasher the right way, or, or maybe I load the dishwasher and then my wife or my spouse says, you loaded it wrong. And that upsets you. Mm -hmm. And so you're okay. Why am I upset that they corrected? Well, it made me, it, it made me feel a certain way. But you see, especially as men, we don't, we don't get in touch with our feelings so much. Not everybody, but a lot of men don't get in touch with those feelings. And so they're like, okay, why? Why am I upset? Does, does she think I'm stupid? Do I think I'm stupid? And so how do, I, how do I take the external situation and apply it in my heart is to write them all down and look for patterns. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you there's patterns in there. And God will reveal to you, it's like, oh, wow, this is really, everything seems to boil down to everybody makes me feel stupid. Everybody's making me feel dumb. Now we don't have to admit that to everybody outside because we don't. Who wants to admit that people make me feel dumb? Yeah. But I need to, or or everything boils down to, boy, I I seem to be so disrespected by everybody. 
You know, mm-hmm. McDonald's doesn't put enough French fries in my box because they disrespect me. Yeah. And I see it as disrespect. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I ordered a large coffee and I got a small. They don't they didn't hear me. I'm irrelevant. Whatever that thought is. But we don't take any time. We just get angry and try to deal with our anger by not saying something stupid that gets us in trouble instead of actually finding out what it is that's bothering me mm-hmm. way down inside. It's it's like pulling a dandelion. You can pull the top off a dandelion in your yard. It grows right back up because you haven't gotten to the root of the the root cause. Yeah, mm. I love this because uh, hey, you're stepping on my toes big time. I I mean, especially I'm sorry. He just threw his lists away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, don't throw them away. Don't throw them away. Keep them. Keep them to remind you. Um, you know, there's a phrase in the Bible that says, uh, "Resist the devil and he will flee." Right. So if you get angry and you say like, wow, this makes me angry. I'm going to write that down. And you put it on your list and you start processing this with God. Satan kind of comes along and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't make the guy angry. He just goes and talks to Jesus about it. We're trying to keep him away from Jesus, not driving him towards him. And so use the enemy as a tool to draw you closer to the father, to reveal your heart. Because the truth is we're not angry people as Christians. Will we be disrespected? Absolutely. Will we be misunderstood? Absolutely. Will we be accused of things we didn't do? Absolutely. How do I know? Look at Jesus' life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what we think is, if I will do it right, then no one will bother me. And and that is so, so a lie from Satan. Mm -hmm. He he wants us to think that if I can perform, perform perfectly, then life will be smooth. And that is so not true. And again, look at Jesus. What happened to Jesus was he lived the perfect life and said nothing wrong and did nothing wrong. And everybody hated him in the religious world. Everybody, you know, came against him. And even the government finally put him to death. Mm-hmm. Good so it's not it's a matter of not doing the right thing. Mm. I Dr. Found Gary Lane, functionalchristianity.com yeah. is the place to go. To get more information, and if you want him to step on your toes, I'm sure he'd love to do uh, do that, just like he did mine with the driving, and he did with Rick with the uh, dishwasher loading. Apparently, there's dishwasher issues at the Probst household, <laughs> and there's driving no. issues in my car. It's universal problem. I don't understand this, but I'm telling you, it's a universal problem. Yeah, it is. It is. Doctor Gary, now, so I want to give you perspective. Um, I met some uh, just after the wall fell in the, uh, uh, the the East Berlin wall fell. We were able to bring a, a Russian family over from Russia to the United States. And we put them in a, a home where they were uh, going to spend some time and learn about the American culture and everything. And the man's wife was like, what's this box here in the in the cabinet? And it's like, oh, you put your dishes in and wash it. And she's just like, oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you wash the dishes in the sink. So, you know, she'd never even seen a dishwasher. Wow. And yet America, we have such, you know, horrible problems about arguing about the way the dishwasher is loaded. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Wow, Dr. Gary Lane. Uh, All right, let's talk about, we got a couple of minutes uh, coming up. Are you still doing couples, um, couples, not retreats, what are they called? They're they're at your home? Are they intensive weekends? Intensive weekends. Are are you planning those? Okay, we'll be there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we could do a couple couples if you wanted yeah. um uh I, I try to do just one a month uh that there's a lot of you know prep and there's a lot of work for it but yeah once a month 
Uh, I do individuals. Uh, I've done individuals for just a single day because usually when a person is single uh, or an individual, you know, we can concentrate on just their one thing. Couples take a little longer because the obviously the the, the communication and the reaction between those two is is uh, tough. And so we're looking with two individuals with issues and come together as a couple have like compounds issues sometimes mm. um, in the relationship. But yeah, once a month in my home, uh, come for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or any, any three days really. But most people come Thursday night, spend Thursday night, Friday night, and then leave after a day, full long day on Saturday, make it home for church or whatever. Um, we've got a guest room here, uh, just remodeled the bathroom. So everything's brand spanking new. Uh, my office is upstairs, so it's right across the hall. So it's a five, five steps to get into my office. We've got a walking path and a backyard for to do some relaxation and some what I call self-soothing. Um, so once a month on that. And then God is opening up doors for me to teach. I'm preaching at Sandy Springs Community Church. God has opened up doors for me to um, work with some church staffs. Uh, to help train their lay counselors and also their lay uh, like care group leaders or small group leaders, whatever you call those at your church. I come in and spend a day just helping them, uh, encouraging them, and then giving them some tools and ideas to help to help how to help the people in their small groups. So God's opening doors for me to speak all over. It's really, it's really amazing. Maybe you should start a uh, driving counseling as well, where you ride with me as I ride in traffic. And when I get upset, you can help me to see I'm getting upset. And, and they're not disrespecting me. They just are stupid and don't know how to drive. You know, it, it, that's how you need to couch it right there. They're stupid, obviously. I mean, you know. Uh, but no, I've actually helped a couple of men. I've had sessions with men about driving in traffic because they get so frustrated and their and their blood pressure goes through the roof, and they're like literally on high blood pressure medicine because they have to drive in Atlanta traffic every yeah. day. Yeah, that's kind of calmed down over COVID, but it's starting to Praise creep back Lord. up again. Yes. So well, there I is hope, you. Dan. There's hope. Yes. I promise. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I would love to do a show with Dan in the car with you. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do. Uh, uh, Gary and Dan in the car with coffee or something. There you go. <laughs> I like that idea. All right. Uh, check it out. All of uh, Doc's stuff there, functionalchristianity.com. And uh, we're all invited to the Super Bowl party coming up uh, in, uh, in another week or so. So we'll see you there at your house. And uh, we, love, we love nachos. We love nachos. I think I've been invited to somebody else's house. So uh, you can come over to my house if you want, but I won't be here. Uh, well, let's party at Gary's house while he's partying somewhere else. There you go. Absolutely. You're more than welcome. All thank right. you. You're more than welcome. All right. Check it all out. As long as that will keep you from getting angry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Functionalchristianity.com. Doc, let's talk to you next month. We'll catch up with you. We'll be back. I'm Rick Probe. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.